Welcome to Loinlander, the most unofficial Outlander podcast on the internet, or anywhere. I'm your host, Megan. I'm your host, Joe. And today we're here to talk about episode 104, The Gathering. We're still doing our recap. We got a little bit behind, but we're back in the game. We watched an awesome episode, and we're very excited to talk about it. But before we get into it... We wanted to just quickly talk about our contest. As per our last episode, we're doing a contest, which Joe is very excited about. I'm very excited about it. It was a, uh, you know, it was a soft launch, let's call it. (laughs) But it appears that we... um, we made the question too hard. Because, we made it a little too hard. <laughs> because only one person got the answer correct. It's Deanna, but we won't job, say Deanna. her last name. Woo! Keep her privacy, but she did get it right, but um, no one else did. So no one else got it right. We're going to have another question at the end of this episode, but it's going to be a softball. Yeah, it's going to be a little bit easier. Uh, we want, we're looking for more participation on this one and more right answers, preferably. So <laughs> yeah. so let's uh, let's see what we can do. But that's uh, that's at the end of the episode, so hang on. Yeah. So, okay, episode 104, The Gathering, written by Matthew B. Roberts. Mm-hmm. Uh, so this is actually the first Outlander episode that he ever wrote. Of course, he goes on to write many, and he did... Oh, what were you going to well, say? Well, I mean, I, I actually dogged Matthew B. Roberts a fair bit in episode, or season three. Yeah. Because I didn't like a lot of his work. But um, this was a strong episode. This but was I, a good episode. I really feel like Ronald D. Moore was really overseeing things a lot more in, uh, in this early season. So, yeah. you know, I, I feel like Matthew B. Roberts got a writing credit for the episode, but I still feel like this was strongly written by Ronald D. Moore. I sort of get that feeling too. Matthew B. Roberts goes on to write two more episodes in this season, including The Reckoning, which was very controversial. Okay. It's the one it's the one where they get in the fight and then Jamie uses his belt to Oh yeah. Solve yeah. the fight. The beltoning, yeah. yeah okay. The beltoning. And he also wrote The Search, which is one of the least popular episodes of the first season. Well, I look forward to uh, saying bad things about that in the future. Okay. But let's talk about episode four. The Gathering. Yes. So it's directed by Brian Kelly. And the beginning of the episode, it's a bit of a fake out. So you see Claire running and panting as though distressed. But really, she's just playing with the kids. Yeah, and she's having a good time. She is. But she's also leaving pieces of her outfit as a way to escape. So she's allowing herself to learn the terrain of the castle grounds. She's using these forest jaunts to to scout out things. And I like, this is is one of the very first um, dumb Outlander things I've seen so far. Yeah. So then they cut to a shot of her her ribbon, which is like, Bright white. She will never be a spy because it's like a bright white ribbon in Mm -hmm. the middle of a forest. Mm -hmm. And then about, I don't know, what, Two and a half feet away, there's another ribbon. It's like, how can you not, like, do you need a ribbon every two and a half feet to find your way out of the forest? You did not even mention that when we were watching this episode. I was saving it for the podcast. That's right. Yeah, it's like there was one just, like, within, you could almost reach out and touch it. Like, that's overkill. It's ribbon overkill. She needed to know the direction to go. It's ribbon overkill. Okay. (laughs) So, but it's, it's kind of cute because you can see Rupert and Angus are following her around, but they've they've sort of developed more of a relationship. Yeah, and you see a little bit more of that later, but yeah. Yeah. So, she then goes to get a horse because now that she's planned out her ribbon escape, she needs a horse, so she goes to the stables. Right. 
where Jamie is nowhere to be found. She asked for him, but he wasn't there. Well, she only asks for him when the guy is not helpful at all. Right. She's like, so, oh, I'm sure young Mr. McKenzie could help. Or Mr. Mr. McTavish. McTavish that's because he's acting annoyed that she's asking questions about a horse. Right. And uh, she says, perhaps Mr. McTavish could help me. And he responds, don't bother him. Yeah. He's really snarky about it because everyone knows that Jamie's basically hiding out for the gathering because right. of his precarious Right, except lineage. for Claire. Except for Claire. Claire doesn't know. She doesn't even know his last name. Right. So you pointed out something, which I'd never noticed before, which is that they were playing 1940s music in the background of this scene. Yeah, so that stuck out, and I didn't notice that the first time I watched this episode, but yeah, so there's... There's sort of 40s, I don't know, kind of like a like lounge music. Yeah, kind of, kind something of that like you that. would probably, she listened to in her right. real time. Yeah, yeah, so. And then it continues on as she's walking back to her room into the in the castle. And then as soon as she gets in her room and Gala says something to her, the music immediately right. cuts. So she jolts Claire out of her own head, basically. That's what Claire's hearing in her head, which you would. If you went back in time... Well, you'd be you'd be listening to the 1970s music that you love, but like most people would be, you know, singing contemporary music in their head, right? Even if they fell back in time through the stones. Yeah, exactly. It's a nice touch. Mm-hmm. So Galus is in her room and she starts asking her questions. She's very suspicious of her, right? Because yeah. she can see that Claire has basically packed a picnic, and is also has all of these different like she's made this. I don't want to say potion, but a drink that will knock someone out. Mm-hmm. And Galus knows all of this stuff, so she's like, "This is this is strange. Like, what are you doing?" And then she's like, "Are you have you been unfaithful to your husband?" Because, right? Oh no, she says, "Is your husband alive?" Is your husband alive? And Claire has a flashback to Frank, right? Two flashbacks to Frank, and but they, she's super dodgy about it. She is, yeah. But she flashes back to Frank, and there's beautiful. Like, I love the theme song that they have. Frank's theme song. I'm tempted to hum it, but that would just hurt everyone. But. um and so Gala says, oh, it's the hunt that you must be preparing for. Like, she's all over Claire. Yeah. She's going CSI Scotland again, but this time Gala's edition. And yeah, she's, <laughs> she keeps going at her. She's trying to make Claire slip up, basically. Yeah. And she says, the Highlands are not a safe place for a woman alone. Because she knows, Claire, she's basically like, you're for sure trying to escape. Right. It's pretty dangerous. Right. So Claire goes wandering around Castle Leoc. She's actually looking for a weapon. Yeah, she ends up in the kitchen. Yeah, perhaps because... Gala said it's dangerous. <laughs> you and might need a weapon. You might need a weapon. Um, and in doing so, we actually skipped a part. We skipped a really cute part where she gets Rupert and Angus to draw right, right, right. straws. Because when they're coming back from the kids playing, they see a, a bonnie lass. And they, they both uh, they both want a piece of her action, I guess. I don't know. They they're certainly quite crude do. about it. They certainly <laughs> do. And Claire wants one of them to be completely distracted because right. then she's planning on drugging the other so one. So she's all in for it. But she notices when she goes to the kitchen to find a weapon that they've switched and that it's yeah. Rupert that ends up with the girl, which means that Angus is the one she needs to drug. Yeah. Unfortunately for her, Mrs. Fitz sees her in the kitchen and says, oh, well, we have to get you all dressed up for the gathering and let's go. Yeah. So she has to hide the hide the knife. So then we get to the actual gathering. Claire's all dressed up. She's got a choker, a thick choker, wrapped around her neck, and a, I guess a beautiful dress. And in this scene, there are two major cameos. Oh, yeah. Ronald D. Moore. Ronald D. Moore. Looking good. Looks great. Got Looking a ponytail. Good, really cravat. Good on, yeah. good acting on his part. I mean, he had no lines. He had but, no lines, uh, but he, he, he did, he's doing a good he job. He did fake conversation. At mock shit talking. Out of it. Yeah, yeah. He, he did great. 
and also Diana Gabaldon. I don't know who that is. That's very funny. That's very funny. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> uh, yeah, she actually got a line, and she had a just a god awful accent, but uh, but she did get a line. But good for her for trying. Yeah, yeah, she did. So then Claire stands next to Murta, and he translates to her translates for her what the gathering means because Dougal goes up and says I pledge my honor to you and holds his sword up to call him and then they both drink out of the wine which was just which was very nice of Murtaugh because they were just standing there watching it and then Murtaugh kind of realizes that it's all in Gaelic and Mm -hmm. so he kind of turns around a couple lines in and you know in his grumpy way uh, very nicely translates for Claire it is nice and shows that Murtaugh has always liked Claire yeah a little Little. Yeah. I love Marta. I do too. Yeah. So we see Dougal. Oh, Diana Gabaldon, uh, that accent character, gives him a dirty look for talking. And tells him to shh. Yeah, and but, she just gives him, he just gives her the stink eye. Yeah, but he, like, ignores, he ignores her. Yeah, as we but we do. were talking, we were watching it, how amazing that day must have been for Diana Gabaldon to look around and see every single person. It's, it's her imagination yeah. come it, to life. It's incredible. And, you know, I was actually saying, you know, good for her. That had to feel incredible like i mean that you know that she sat down because it's from book one so you know she would have thought that you know whatever how many chapters in that was that that she was actually going to be literally immersed in that world like that's that's incredible good for her that's incredible amazing also she wrote that first book in that early early 90s i think maybe that's our next loyalander trivia (laughs) (laughs) you can write in meg (laughs) i can guess i think it was in the 90s so quite a while ago right so anyways funny story we'll probably get more emails correcting us on that i hope we we do i hope we do trivia answers i certainly hope we do so dougal's the first to pledge his loyalty and then angus and claire says seen one seen them all and slips away of course angus follows her Mm -hmm. and she drugs him and it's a great scene between them. Yeah, she pulls out the... She says it's port. <laughs> and he and says he, it's... It's, tis, very, it's very strong. Very strong, yeah. She goes, tis. Yeah, yeah. She, but she kind of has fun with it and plays into it and basically tells him to share with all his friends. Well, and he's so... He's like, I'm just I'm just having a hard time like keeping Keep my legs, legs or yeah. something. Yeah. Um, and so then she goes, she grabs her packed apples and cheese... And she's just about to leave, and Leary is standing there asking her for a love potion. Always Leary. Yeah, Yeah, you do not care for that girl. No, she's just a troublemaker. But Claire obliges and gives her a bunch of dried up manure to put outside the stables, because she thinks to herself, Jamie won't notice that it's there. Right, because it's just horse poop. Yeah, And tells her... Basically, she make, mocks a line from The Wizard of Oz. Right. Which yeah. no one would know at that point. Right, exactly. It's kind of funny. So she sort of kind of makes fun of Leary, but at the same time is kind of nice to her. Kind of helpful. Yeah. On her way out, she almost gets raped by a bunch of guys. That's right. Walks around the corner, finds a peeing man who has two of his friends just standing there watching him pee. Mm-hmm, that's Also right. weird, but whatever. And then, um, yeah, so they try and rape her, which is pretty standard, apparently, mm-hmm. uh, from what we've seen so far. Dougal saves her. Saves her, but then also... Tries to rape then her. Then tries to rape her, because, again, that's just... That's what you do, I guess. It's, it's uh, the This show sets a weird, like, rapey precedent. I Like, I said this a couple episodes ago, that I guess that was just the life of... Of a girl in yield Scotland that it's just like you go in around a dark corner, it's a 50-50 shot, you're going to get raped. Outlander is actually, both the book and the series has been criticized for using rape as a major storyline. Yeah. But the series was basically like, well, we couldn't do anything because, like, they're aware of it, but Ronald D. Moore said, 
that's the story. That's that's how right. it went. And I guess so, they're just being loyal to the book. But exactly. But yeah. So she almost gets raped, gets saved, and then almost gets raped again. But then she kind of she slaps Dougal, and he, yeah, he backs away. He come, does. He's super drunk, and he just comes out of it and he's like, "Okay, fine, whatever." But then he looks down and sees her packed bag, and so she panics and cracks him over the head with a stool, which Good for you, Claire, which yeah. knocks him right out. Knocks him out. Yeah. But remember, I said to you, "I'm like, oh, that's nice." Dougal stopped stopped raping, and you're like, "Yeah, I guess that's nice." <laughs> yeah, it's not. It's not that nice, really. But whatever. I mean, it, as it turns out, she didn't get raped. So right. Good for you. She Claire. makes it to the stables, trips on something. Yeah, and what is it? It's. It's the king of men. It's the king of men. Just lying there on the floor. Saying, it's just me, Sassanak. Because yeah, she right. says, Jesus H. Roosevelt Christ. Right. And he says, no, Sassanak, just me. Because he doesn't know who that is. doesn't know who that is, yeah. Anyways, he proceeds to tell her that her plan is horrible. Mm-hmm. And that she shouldn't go. And but There's um, a number of scouts in the forest. There's extra people. Which, by the way, probably found her 2,000 white ribbons. <laughs> um, side by side, side by side, by side, by side. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um... And at first, she's like, I'm going anyways. And he's like, that really doesn't make any sense. And she admits, I'm sorry, I've just been looking forward to this. I've been planning this for weeks. So to have someone... Tell like, me my plan sucks. Is basically <laughs> what she said. It's, you know, it's, yeah, it's, it's crushing. Yeah, it's, it's crushing. And he says, yep, too bad. Well, I can help you back to... I can sneak you back into the mm-hmm. into the castle since your way out wasn't, wasn't that great for you. Well, she didn't want to go back at first because she said, I also kind of wailed Dougal over the head with a chair. Right. She was like, well, he's probably so drunk he won't remember. And even if he does remember, he's not going to tell anybody that, you know, Sassanak got the best of him. Right. So they are trying to sneak back into the castle. Yeah, there's a secret tunnel or something like that. There's a tunnel like that. that he... Jamie is completely unaware. Mm-hmm. He's bent over looking yep. into the tunnel. Someone cracks him on the head. It's Rupert. Well, they pull him up and they, yeah, and they, then they, they tell him, you've got to go to the to the, right. the ceremony. And, and he's like, Rupert I'm not going to do it. cracks him on the head. Yeah, Rupert cracks him on the head. I don't think he says, I'm not going to do it, actually. Because the next scene is he says to actually, Rupert, sorry. you didn't have to crack me on the head so well, hard. There, I would I would have gone. Well, we missed a part, though. Why Rupert cracked him on the head? Because he had him. And then the other guy was, like, was going to rape Cliff. Um, <laughs> he's like, hey, there's a girl here. Can I rape her? And then and that's Jamie, when Jamie wails him in the face. Person, the only non-rapey only, man in yeah, Scotland. It's true. Punches him right in the mouth. And then Rupert cracks him on the head. Yes. And he told Rupert, you don't have to crack me on the head. And Rupert <laughs> said, I wouldn't have if I didn't think you were going to punch every damn Scotsman in the mouth. Right. Cut to scene where he now has to prepare and dress for the gathering. Because now right. he has to pledge. He's fucked now. So. Yeah. Yes, and there's actually a really nice character beat where he takes off his... Well, this this isn't the nice character beat, but Jamie takes off his shirt and Claire is standing beside him, arms crossed, just in completely engaged She's in conversation. Now. She's oblivious. It's almost like they're husband and wife already. She's like, I've seen this guy with this shirt off right. so many times. Yeah. Like, I feel like it's a nice character moment for Claire, right? Because a lot of women would swoon and be like, oh, look, and she's just like grabbing onto the clasp and paying attention to that instead of the half-naked man in front of her mm-hmm. although he says he can't wear the class but i'm not really sure of the, the significance of the class because Dougal, i think is wearing the same class i don't yeah. really understand i'm sure that's maybe it goes in deeper in the book yeah Something, I, don't know. I don't know anyways next scene Murta standing next to claire as jamie's in line yeah and he's explaining the situation to claire like the difficult situation that jamie is in yeah so basically the short version of it is that if Jamie Jamie is essentially in line for the throne, and if he declares for column, that makes it official. Yeah. But that means Dougal's gonna probably try and kill him because Dougal wants the throne. 
Right. So Claire says, well, why didn't he just stay away? And Murta said he was trying to. And then you tripped over him. And then you, and Claire says, oh, I feel so badly. This is all my fault. And Murta says, I, it is. Yeah. Murta always tells it like it is. Love the man. Yes. So Jamie ends up, he doesn't give his oath, but he gives his obedience. Yeah. And it was a really tense moment because, uh, you know, basically, you know, one of the things that Murta said was that if he doesn't give his oath, that they were all going to kill him. And if he didn't give his oath, they were going to kill him. So, you know, he had to basically choose one or the other and he chose to not, uh, he didn't give his oath, but he gave his loyalty, which in the end, Colin respected respected and and decided it was fine. And Dougal was okay with. Yeah. And everyone, it was like one of those (gasps) tense moments and then, hooray! Everybody's happy again. Let's all get drunk. And then, yeah. And And he walked out or whatever the hell that bagpipe song yeah it's like one of four bagpipe songs yeah. in the world i don't know which one they play and then he walks out with murta but he turns and he turns and looks back at claire yeah he's like hey did you see that pretty there. sure i handled that yeah, very well right. you didn't very notice when well. i took my shirt off did you notice that yeah sorry <laughs> the next day yeah. it's the boar hunt right and you were funny because you were like oh what happens here does she fight a pig here does she somehow fuck up a pig's life here <laughs> <laughs> she does actually as it turns out she did fuck up that pig's life but yeah so Rupert's there he's got his big ass spear and basically you know Claire says oh it takes a lot of big men to go after a pig with a spear and some guns and Rupert says you've obviously never met a boar right and we find out that they are dangerous they are dangerous she almost gets attacked by one of the boars Dougal kills it mm-hmm. and then the next scene is there's this very upsetting slow death of a yeah, man named this was a great scene. Jordy. It was a really good scene. And Dougal yeah. and Claire are comforting him while he dies of his boar injuries. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was a great scene with Dougal. And it was a great scene with Claire. Mm-hmm. Because it showed a side of Dougal that we haven't seen. Mm-hmm. Which is a deep compassion. Yeah. A deep, you know, for his, for his kinsmen and that sort of thing. He was... You know, gentle and you know, for like such a gruff, yeah. Rough and he was guy. holding on to his yeah, the way he was holding, holding on to his and, head. I was like, know, that I want someone to hold on to my head if a boar attacks me and right. I'm bleeding out. Like, he was yeah. really holding were, him, yeah. And they were sort of, you know, he was kind of joking with the guy, trying to, you know, ease the situation. And Claire, you know, did the same, said, Imagine your home, and and then. Basically, they they sadly let him bleed out. They did, and, and you said, "Who oh. is this guy? Jordy is out acting everyone." He was incredible, that dude. I don't know some obviously some character actor from Scotland or something, but man, that guy rocked that. He scene. did a really good job. Like that's if he's got a demo reel, that should be like the lead. Just yeah. just send that out. Yeah, yeah, he was great <laughs> in that scene. Jordy died too soon. Yeah, bring him back. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Maybe in season four. Maybe season four they can bring back Murtaugh. They can bring back Jordy. So then, Claire and Dougal return to Castle Yacht, and outside they're playing some sort of violent game with a stick and balls. <laughs> and there's stick and balls. Yeah, what is that game? I can, say that, on I can a podcast. say that. Uh, it's field hockey. The game's called field hockey. <laughs> is it called field hockey it's, back then in Scotland? It's called. I don't know what it was called in Scotland, but it's field hockey. Well, it looked very violent. Is field hockey that violent? I've never played. Me neither. But Dougal, obviously, makes if I'm it calling look... it a stick and balls game, right. I've never played field <laughs> hockey. Right. So uh, D- Dougal is basically letting off his steam by attacking so many jokes. <laughs> so many jokes. By attacking Jamie in the stick and balls game. Yeah, he goes right at him with his stick and goes for the balls. And he just starts whacking him. And, and they, they basically have a sword fight with the stick. They're like pounding each other and tackling each other. And um, 
you know, some it, it starts out sort of competitive, but then it gets aggressive. It does. You know, it's, Google and it's, starts like wailing him in the face. And yeah. It turns into a, a legitimate fight, really. And then, you know, it ends where Jamie does some sort of like stick and balls judo flip and drops, you know, Dougal right on his head and, and, and defeats him. Well, it's interesting to watch the scene knowing what happens between these two men because when you're re-watching it, it seems so obvious that eventually one of them is going to kill the other. Yeah, yeah, you pointed that out. and I Because Dougal like, pushed him and 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 then finally Jamie's like, guess what? I'm 20 years younger than you. Yeah, it, it just seemed like a... Yeah, when we, you watch it the first time, it just seems like you know a fun game that maybe got a little out of hand, but you can see that uh you know what it really was after you you know know what happens Mm -hmm. is that it's it's really just sort of channeling the animosity that they have for each other yeah you know one of the very few opportunities they had to to kind of cut loose with it a little bit yeah and also did you notice that throughout the game murta totally has jamie's back murta yeah yeah he took out angus when angus tried to go after him yeah yeah, but he he, didn't get in the way between dougal and jamie no he stayed out of it but he he made sure that it was it was fair which is funny because in season three, when Jamie does kill Dougal, spoiler, spoiler, and goes down to tell Murta, he walks up to Murta and he's got blood all over his hands. And of course... Didn't he kill Dougal in season two? He did kill Dougal yeah. in season two. Yep, thank you. Mm-hmm. Nice work, Joe! Who gets the trivia prize this time? <laughs> so... At the end of season two, when he kills Dougal, you'll remember Rupert's reaction is just complete horror. He's not happy about yeah, it. but when he tells Murta, do you remember? I don't. Murta's like, okay, so what do we do? Like, he's not surprised. He's not horrified. He's like, no, Murta's team Jamie hundred percent. And he also, I feel like, was not surprised. Yeah. Because no. Jamie goes up and says, "I've just killed Dougal Mackenzie," and Murta's like, "Okay, what do we do?" Time to go. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, and then Claire is back in her room or her dungeon, as she calls it. Dougal comes down and says, he basically addresses that scene between he, him and her and Jordy and says, you've seen men die of violence before. Mm-hmm, yeah. And she says she has. I mean, she was a World War II nurse. Right, which I think he's he was a little surprised because, again, like this whole, like they still don't have a good they read on Claire. They don't know what she is. They, they have no idea. So strange and like so well-spoken, but then also very comfortable, like holding the, the hand of a dying and, man. And knows yeah. what to do with a man who's about to die. Right, like, which was unbelievably uncommon back then, I would imagine woman. anyway. Yeah, so. So he then says that he's going to take her on the road with him to collect rent for Colum. Normally mm-hmm. it would be something that the Laird does, but Colum can't, can't because of his legs. And Claire doesn't have a choice, but she is relieved to be leaving the confi- the confines of the castle. Mm-hmm, yeah. So I don't know if this is because Dougal just wants to keep an eye on her and doesn't trust that if he leaves that she'll try and escape, which is probably what it is because you remember seeing the bag before she wheeled her <laughs> right. head. Or no, I think he genuinely, he said there's a lot of, there's a lot of violence and injuries on the road. Mm-hmm. And now he knows she can handle it. Yeah. So then the final scene, you see the group leaving at dawn, all in a line, Dougal leading, and then you see Murta, you see Rupert, you see Angus, you see Jamie, who, in an adorable character beat, mm-hmm. turns, you notice he turned back and looked at Claire? Right, no, I you didn't You didn't notice? notice? Anyways, he just turns and looks at Claire, and she's completely oblivious, because she's like, okay, I, right, I right. can find the stones, yeah, I'm on the like, horse. She's like, I'm hoping that my that this adventure takes me closer to Craig Nadoon. Yes. And then... Um, I don't think it does. I can't remember. 
But we'll find out, I guess. We will find out. And yeah. that's the end of the episode. Yeah. Okay, so favorite scene. My favorite scene was uh, Jordy. Jordy's, yeah, you did like Jordy's that. Jordy's dramatic death scene. You did yeah. like that. Oh, my God. He was great. That was a really good scene. That was one of the best scenes probably in the whole series. Oh, wow. Yeah. What? Okay. First, like, I mean, as far as acting and, and that sort of thing. Well, went, I feel like when you continue to watch season one, you'll find something else. But I like that you liked it that much. Okay, well, I thought it was strong. So my favorite scene is when they're playing that stick and balls game. Right. <laughs> For a number sense. of reasons. Yep. Yeah. Least favorite scene. Uh, my least favorite scene would have been um i'm not ready for this question my least favorite scene do you want me to answer i would love for you to tell me my least favorite scene i don't have a least favorite scene well that's your least favorite that's, scene. yeah i don't have a least favorite scene yeah okay i thought about it and ev- i enjoyed every scene in this episode um i mean maybe maybe the scene with the awkward cameos with diana Gallo. yeah like the, this the series does do like like they do a little bit of like indulgence, indulgence. yeah, and it it sort of like, pulls you out of it a little bit. But I find that stuff kind of lame. But, I find it charming. But I yeah, I don't think I'm the demo. So well, and imagine all of the readers, the die-hard right. Diana Gabaldon readers yeah. that love like to probably see her. None of them knew who Ronald D. Moore was in that scene. Probably they probably still couldn't pick him out. But. Uh, but, you know, they all probably knew who Diana Gabaldon was. Yeah. Only because of her terrible accent. Okay. You can't say bad things about Diana Gabaldon in mm. a... You hold tight. An... <laughs> hold tight, lass. Um, so, who was your MVP? Jordy! <laughs> okay. The man got one scene yeah. and he crushed it. Okay. My MVP is Dougal. He had a good show. He was great in that. The show, you, you mentioned this... Um, sorry, you, you explain why, and then I, then, then I want to touch on something you touched on. Well, Dougal, I love Dougal as a character, and I think that the show really misses Dougal as a character, because he's a very complex character, right? Mm-hmm. He's not just this sort of bossy, mean uncle to Jamie, and he's not just, you know, this controlling asshole. He has moments of true compassion for a lot of different characters, and I don't know, I just think he's such a complex character i really like him he is well and this leads into something this is sort of touching on a bit something you mentioned after the show is that this show in its later seasons in two and especially in three really really misses the supporting characters from the first season um there's so you know dougal rupert angus murtaugh even Mm -hmm. mrs fitz yeah column um can we throw leary in there i mean she comes back that's true. But I mean, there's in season one, and now what, we're four episodes in? Yeah. So I think that's interesting about this show in its early incarnation here in season one is that it's almost a bit more of an ensemble. Yes, show. very much like, so. Like, I would say up to this point, Dougal has probably gotten as much screen time as Jamie. Maybe pretty close. Yeah, if not, I think so too. You, you yeah. know, and, and I mean, same thing with, I, I mean, I would be, if you go through and count the speaking lines, I feel like Rupert and Angus maybe have just as many lines, too. Well, and, and what's interesting is their um, characters were very much expanded for this show. And that yeah. was Ronald D. Moore. Well, he made a, them very... They, he really expanded their characters. Yeah, it was a good idea. And it's something that the later seasons really miss. And I don't know if it's because, you know, they get rid of these great characters and the characters that they then, you know, use as secondary characters, which is 
you know, old Fergus, who I, who I don't find that good. And you said you liked him. He's okay, but he's not Rupert Nangus. You know, like he's they're 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 fine Mm -hmm. if they're all you have. It's like a piece of toast is great if you don't have a steak, but if you have a steak, you pick the steak. Right. And uh, so there's a lot of steak in season one, and a lot of toast in season three. Right. And it's dry toast. Um, Well, I can tell you that I think Sam Hewen really misses. I mean, I know he misses that those original Scots, like the Dougal, the Angus, yeah. the Murtagh, because I remember him talking about how that was his favorite thing about season one was just the group that they, you know, they all started the show together and they were all really important characters. And then, you know, very quickly in season two, it's just the Jamie and Claire show. Right. And I don't think it can hold up. I don't, I don't think that it's, I don't think it's strong enough to just be the Jamie, like this the early stuff is so much stronger yeah. because they can all sort of take turns leaning on each other. Mm-hmm. And and I don't think it, it's nearly as strong when it's just, you know, as you say, the Jamie and Claire show. Yeah. I mean, a lot of a lot of fans disagree with that, right? Yeah, they well, love the Jamie and Claire right, show. Exactly. But um, they're looking for something different out of a show than I am. Yeah. So, loin points. I mean... I would say... I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to interrupt you for oh, a second. Because whenever I ask you this, you're like, what did I give the last one? And I kept... I kept no. Yeah. You gave the last one 55 out of 100. Okay. Well, I would give this one 48. Oh, less? Less. Why? For one thing, it, it drug on. This episode well, felt Well, we watched it in two different really parts. Long. It's true, but it doesn't... Even when the very first part we watched felt long, it felt... It just... I don't know. It kind of dragged for me. It, it was okay. Um... Yeah, no, it was, it, it was, again, all these early episodes are, you know, now that I have season two and three to compare them to, yeah. they seem a lot better. When I watched them the first time, I didn't really love them, but I'm sort of, um, more appreciative. I'm appreciative, I'm appreciative of them by comparison. Right. So, uh, yeah, knowing okay. what I gave those older episodes, I'd give this one like a, what I say, 48. Okay. Yeah. I wouldn't watch it again. Okay. I give it a hundred. Another hundred. I, I love this episode. I feel episode. like this is a trend. Well, we'll see. We'll see what happens. But I really do like this episode. I still remember that one you gave 99. No, which one was that? I don't know. One or two. It was the pilot, I think. I don't know. I think that was wrong. Okay. Well, I think a lot of your ratings are also wrong. Is this is this our That's podcast right. now? Yes, it is. All right. <laughs> anyway, carry on. I just feel like if all these are 100, whatever one you gave 99 probably should have been 100 too. I think the pilot episode I gave 99 only because when I watched it for the first time, I felt like it was a little slow. Right, okay. I stand by my grades. Well, whatever. Okay, carrying on. Carrying on to the contest. Lloydlander trivia! So Joe and I went on and on about... We did discuss at length the different questions we would ask. Yeah. I had a question, but he feels quite confident in his softball question. Yeah, so um, you want to ask it or am I going to ask you it? You are going to ask okay, it. Okay, so my question is, Loinlander question number two is, which popular Outlander character died at the Battle of Culloden in the books but survived in the show? That is a soft, softball. That's a soft, I just... <laughs> Sticking balls. You, that is the softest sticking balls you're going to get. If you... Okay. If you have watched the show... Okay. That's a, that's a soft, soft sticking balls question that's for right. sure. There you go. So I expect to get at least two and right answers on And how would they one. contact us if they wanted to... Well, if to you con- wanted to contact us, you could email at us 
email at us. Yes, email or at to us. us. Yeah. At loinlander at gmail.com. You can also find us on Twitter at loinlander and somewhere on Facebook, but I'm not sure where. Just look it up. Um, look up loinlander. Look up loinlander. There we are. That's right. Our there, two faces. Yeah, yeah. You'll actually, if you want to see what we look like for some reason, pretty exciting. It's on the Facebook page. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it is exciting, isn't it? Yes. So that concludes our recap of episode 104. Hooray! Hooray! Sooner or later, we're going to do 105. Sooner rather than later. Yeah. The We've actually calculated uh, we have a smaller number of weeks than we do episodes <laughs> between now, uh, and, now season four and season launch. four, which uh, means we're probably going to have to not take a week off. Right. <laughs> and so we fact, won't do that. Maybe double up a right. little bit more in well, the future. hopefully we can at least get through season one. Yeah, that'd be... Oh, we're not doing season two. A hundred percent we are. Well, we'll I try... I mean, all of our listeners are waiting for it. Oh, my okay. Uh, anyway, have a great night. Have a good night. Bye. Bye. Bye.